the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you angry today? Do you have bitterness in your heart toward another? We've all experienced these and other feelings that can destroy us if dealt with in a sinful manner. The Bible tells us not to sin when these feelings come upon us. It also tells us that these feelings can destroy us. It is a dangerous thing to try and suppress our feelings. However, there is one to who we can go so that we can be healed. His name is Jesus. Nothing is impossible with him. If we go to God with a repentant spirit, confess and seek forgiveness over how we feel, we can be healed, no matter what the cause of our feelings may be. To do anything less will destroy us. Why let it when we know a God who can heal us of all our diseases? Listen in as Pastor Rander, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, tells us how. Be ready to write down scriptures and notes for your memorization and reference whenever you need it. Why do people become angry? Even saints. Number five, people resent authority. People resent authority. That's why they become angry. And that's why they don't want God. They don't want they don't want the church. They don't want the Ten Commandments. They don't want any of these things because they resent God and they resent anybody resent God telling them what to do. People resent authority. Therefore, they rebel against God because they want their freedom and don't want God telling them what to do. As in the case of Cain in Genesis 4, 7a, look what God says. If you do well, Cain, will you not be accepted? In other words, if if you just do things the way I tell you to to do it, Cain, uh, won't your offering be accepted? All you got to do is do it in my prescribed my, my prescribed way, not your way, uh, uh, my way. If you do well, King, will you not be accepted? That's powerful. That is powerful. Stop reading the Bible so fast. Slow yourself down and you'll begin to see things in a way that you've never seen it before. Number six, why do people become angry? Parents be, uh, parents become angry because of bad decisions made by their children. How many of you have seen your children make some bad decisions? All of us. They, 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 they got a sin nature and they want to do things their way sometimes, causing unexpected responsibility to fall in your lap and even in the grandparents' lap. <laughs> parents, be mindful that you can't live your children's lives for them. You can't you listen. You can't get in their body once they leave your house and make them do right. That's why you train them up in the house, because there'll come a time of releasing. And listen, when they're no longer on your lap, then they're on your heart. And when they leave out that door, say, Mom, I'm going to college. I'm going off to the military. Man, you really better be praying then. Be mindful. You can't live your children's lives for them and you can't stop living your life. Because of them. 
Your children make bad decisions, some horrendous decisions, and they get on drugs or, or do something heinous in the community and all these things. Listen, you can't just paralyze yourself and say, you know what? I can't go on no more. That boy's just, I, I don't know what to say, but I just can't go. On. I'm too, I'm, I can't go to work. I can't go to church. I can't. Listen, don't you let your children paralyze your life. You have to keep on living to the glory of God, regardless of the decisions your children make, be they good or bad. And by the way, stop talking about other folks' children because you don't know what your own child is about to do. <laughs> Just because they're doing all right today does not necessarily mean they're going to be doing all right to- tomorrow. So when you hear news on other folks' children, you come alongside those parents, you encourage them, you pray for them, you love on them, and you realize that uh, it, just the next day uh, you could be in a situation and you're going to need other saints' support, encouragement, and love, and prayer. Don't ever talk about someone else's children. That is never the spiritual posture. All of our children have a sin nature. And all of our children have a bent toward evil. And they all can wander away from the truth of God's word. And make sure, listen, if you and should your children wander off, thank, thank you, Holy Ghost. Should your children wander off, if you deposited spiritual values and the word of God into them, at least they got something to come back to. I'm talking to somebody in here. Make sure you've done your job. So should they stray? At least you have deposited something in them for them to come back to, to the glory of almighty God. Oh, God, help me in the name of Jesus. Uh, why, Why do people become angry? People become angry because of the death of a loved one. Mother die or the father die and uh, a brother or sister, and people oftentimes get angry at God. God, why did you take my brother? God, why did you take my wife with and left me with three children? What am I going to do now, God? Why did you do this to me? And they just become angry and bitter at God, the very one they're going to need to help them in the time of death and grief and hurt, and pain. Let me tell you something. It's always Satan's agenda to get you angry at God. How do you hear me? It's always Satan's agenda to get you angry at God. Because if you can just stay mad at God, then you're not going to forgive. You're not going to get over your anger. That's right. You're not going to ask God for help. You're not going to cry for his divine intervention. You know why? You are so mad at him until you can't ask for his help, which puts you in position to be exploited by the enemy. Let me, you all are listening. Listen, this message is so critical because I've never seen society being so angry and members in the church coming in angry. So angry you cannot worship. So angry you've lost your song. And God wants to heal today so that you can live freely to the glory of God. Here's here's four ways people deal with their anger. Here's four ways people, uh, how people handle anger. Four ways people handle anger. Number one, you can suppress it. Say suppress it. 
Just when things happen, you just stuff it down. And more happen to you, you just stuff it down. But don't express it openly. You suppress anger. Suppress anger can cause deep depression and bring on certain physical disorders and sickness because you just stuff it. And this happens, you stuff it. And this happens, you just stuff it. And all of a sudden you implode, eventually exploding. Second way a person handle anger, anger is this. You express it negatively. Like Cain, unresolved anger can cause violent reactions. And that's what Cain acted violently toward his brother because he was angry. It, it, it causes outbursts or verbal abuse. Anger will reduce your vocabulary, if you don't watch it, to four-letter words. And I don't have to say what they are. You hear them enough all around in society. All of a sudden, you get a limited vocabulary about, about issues. You can't talk in sentences. You reduce them down to four-letter words. And anybody can do that. Doesn't take, listen, it doesn't take much to do that. And let me tell you, if you get, you get your eyes off of God, you will say stuff that you haven't said in a long time. You know, you can go back to your old way of thinking and talking if you take your eyes off Jesus. Number three, uh, another way you can handle ang- anger is to express it positively. Express it positively. This includes in- initiating a conversation to talk the problem through and taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger. So express it positively. This includes initiating a conversation to talk the problem through whatever it is, through taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger. Uh, number four, the fourth way you can handle anger is this. Confess it. Say confess it. Acknowledge to God the anger within you and allow him to heal you. You got to acknowledge it to God. Also allow God to use others who will help in the process to give counsel and to assist with healing and reconciliation. You see, so acknowledge to God the anger within and allow him to heal you. Allow God to use others who will help in the process to give godly counsel and wisdom to assist you with healing and reconciliation. As you face your anger in any given situation, sometimes being alone with God is what you need. You can say what you need to say, feel how you need to feel, repent, confess and seek his forgiveness, when it's just between the two of you. You know that you can trust God to give you what you need and that what you say stays right where you leave it, with Him. Then it is up to you to be obedient to what God tells you to do and to do it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse verse 5 says, Better to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by fools. I mean, the Bible is just potent with with scriptures to help us to deal with anger. Better to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by a fool. What does brooding, festering anger 
do to us? What does brooding, festering anger do to us? Cain should have dealt with his anger because had he done so, he would not have murdered his brother Abel. So what does brooding, festering anger do to us? Number one, it causes us to have a bad heart and spirit. Will you stay angry too long? All of a sudden, it, it, it will cause your heart to become bad. Your spirit will become bad. And everything come out of your mouth will be negative. Verse nine, Cain was so upset and so messed up. He told God he got sassy with God. Verse nine, am I my brother's keeper, God? You know, he has some ways to a brother. Am I my brother's keeper? Look how he's smarting off to God. Now, you know, you in bad shape. Yeah, that's right. You ain't lying. I mean, I mean, you're going to talk like this to God. Oh, my God. If you can talk to God anyway, any kind of way, one can only imagine what you'll say to anybody else. It causes one to have a bad heart and a bad spirit. Number two, what does brooding, festering anger? What will it do to us? Number two, unresolved anger causes one to hate. When you say angry too long, you begin to to hate uh, the person that you're upset with. Cain so hated Abel until he premeditated the murder of his own brother. As in the case of Cain, unresolved anger will lead one to hatred, violence, and will even cause one to murder the object of his hatred. Because verse 8b says, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Why? Because he was angry. It festered. It was brooding. It was just, he was boiling over. He wasn't just angry. He was very angry. Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 22a says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But look at God. Look what he says. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. He starts in your heart. And that's why we have to deal with the heart. Because if you don't deal with the heart, it will spill out in your actions that won't be very pretty. Uh, Thirdly, what does brooding anger, what will it do? Cain had a misdirected anger. Instead of examining himself to confront the issue of his own anger, you know what that rascal did? He directed his anger toward God and his brother Abel. And and there are a lot of people who come into God's house, come into the workplace, and you have a misdirected anger when it's not that person. I mean, it's you needing to to deal with your own heart so that you won't get carried away with yourself, your emotions and your actions. Genesis chapter four, verses five through six, a says, but he didn't, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And I pose the same question to you that God posed to Cain. Why are you so angry? Children are angry. I've never seen so many children needing behavior, behavior therapy, you know, and, and, and babies come in being angry. That's right. You don't give them that milk. They cry. They scream. I mean, they just angry. I mean, that's angry. And sometimes you have to teach them as they begin to grow up. Listen, you, you hush up. Settle yourself down. 
If you do that one more time, I'm going to help you cry. You know? <laughs> y'all know what y'all used to say. And all these things, you, you have to teach them how to control that anger and that they're not going to get what they want because they start screaming and hollering and slamming doors. I'm going to give you something to cry about, boy. <laughs> number, uh, number four, uh, anger causes one to lie to others and even in the face of God. Cause you to lie to others and even in the face of God. Genesis chapter four, verse nine says, then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? He said, and look what Cain says. I do not know. Was he lying? He knew exactly. He just killed his brother. And yet he's saying, I don't know. What you saw? Man, it's a dangerous thing when you can get so bad off in your anger. And your attitude that you get, you smart off to God, even to the extent that you lie in his face. Uh, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, they, they died on the spot. They were judged on the spot because they lied to God as it relates to giving. They, they pretended they had given all when they had only given in part and God killed them because of deception and hypocrisy. In the infancy of the Lord's the Lord's church. And so he said, I, I don't know. He's lying. And anger will make you lie. Anger will give you an accusatory spirit. That's right. Anger calls you to lie on somebody else because you're mad at them. Or, or, or you 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 you'll say something that's not true about them. Put out a bad word on them. You want to see them fall, want to see them fail. And because you're mad at them, you get even. And, I, and, and you know what? That's not just folk in the world. That's also folk who are looking at me right now in this worship service. You'll throw rocks and hide your hand. That's right. You'll gossip about them. You whisper about them. You don't want to see them succeed. You want to see them fail. You want to get even. Why? Because really, the truth be told, I'm mad at him. I'm mad at her. You know what brooding anger will do? Anger is revealed in the face. Because verse five says, it's in the text, and his countenance fell. You know what that is? His face got ugly. <laughs> and boy, you got some ugly faces coming to church on Sunday morning. <laughs> and somebody need to say, what's wrong with your face? With that, let me just talk about the face a little bit. Y'all don't yeah, right. I need to just hang around there. Let me deal with y'all faces so you can straighten them up. And by the way, because you look mad at me, that don't bother me. Matter of fact, the, the longer you look ugly, the harder I preach. And if you want me to shorten my message, start smiling. <laughs> okay, <laughs> start smiling. I say everything, you know, then I feel you're getting the, getting the point. So <laughs> why do so many saints always look so sullen? Why do so many saints always look so sullen. Every time you look at them, their mouth poked out, their faces all ugly and eyes all scritched and air in their jaws. Call it rocks in the jaws and all that. Why are you coming to church that way? Why are you going home that way? Why are you going to the workplace that way? Number one, why, people, why people's face look so sullen is because they seek to draw attention to themselves. If I can walk into God's house... Mm, 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 mm. 
All of a sudden you're going you you want you want me to see you being out of shape. Why? So I can ask you. Oh, yeah, you go. <laughs> you got it. What's wrong with you? And then when, I, when, and when I say what's wrong with you, all of a sudden, here you go. Whoo, you go unload. So that was the object. That was the agenda. Put on a mad face so people can say what's wrong with you. And then that's your entrance to just dump all of that garbage. Sometimes instead of saying what's wrong with them, they already know their face is messed up. Just start praying for them. Because you don't want it. You don't want to be a a garbage can. Huh? They seek to draw attention to them. So that's what they really want. They want some attention. Number two, why do faces of saints look so sullen? They harbor resentment and ill feelings toward others. If you resent a person, you have ill feelings against a person. All of a sudden, your face will look that way. Now, you'll smile at everybody else and you'll laugh and ha ha and he he with everybody else. But that person that you got a beef with, all of a sudden, the next person. Oh, hey, how you doing, Sister Joe? <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you just. <laughs> you, you, you get, you know, that's kind of schizophrenic or something like that. You know, you're just going all over the place. Stop driving yourself crazy and be real. They harbor resentment and ill feelings toward others. Why do so many saints always look so sullen? Uh, number three, they are unhappy with themselves. They're unhappy with themselves. In other words, because of their perceived or actual failures, they have an attitude of discontentment and it can be reflected in their face. They're not happy with themselves. Missed opportunities, missed God moments, failures on a test, didn't get certified, didn't pass that test. This didn't happen. That A block goal and all of these things. And you're just not happy with yourself. And so because you're not happy with yourself, you make everybody around you as miserable as they can be. And they just run the other direction and then you mad because people won't speak to you. And, and I can understand why. <laughs> uh, num- num- uh, number four, uh, why do people keep eternal sullen faces? They are unhappy with their home environment and their marriage. Instead of confronting and resolving issues in their own family, they take comfort in blaming others for their anger. So it's not really the pastor. It's not really a leadership or a committee, uh, not not that co-worker on the job. It's really your home environment. And so you picking fights with people. You're mad on the job. Everybody else. That's called deferred anger. You you you, you just you, you, you're not dealing with it at home. That's why you want to stay and work overtime because you don't want to go home. You know, so you'd rather stay at work and make more money because you don't want to go home and deal with the issue. You see, so 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 it's not the person. It's not the per people are here. You came here fussing and fighting and not speaking. And now you are venting on other folk when you need to go home and uh, work some issues out in your own marriage. Are oh, y'all still there? It's getting quiet now. <laughs> some of y'all had a fight on the way up here or something. Okay. <laughs> you know, hey. I mean, won't speak in the car, kids quiet, everybody's quiet, and get up, hey, Sister Jones, 
and your husband, wife, or child, they know you being a hypocrite, that you didn't speak up. You're going to speak to her, wouldn't even talk to your family. Too mad to even pray for your family. And let me tell you something. When you get too mad to pray, you're really too mad. You see, why do people keep an eternal, perpetual, sullen face? They seek joy and contentment in all the wrong places by depending on other people and material things to make them happy. Only Christ brings true fulfillment. Only Christ brings true satisfaction. Only Christ brings true contentment. You know, listen, I can't, I can't bring my wife true satisfaction. I'm going to let her down. That has to come from Christ. Now, I can help in the process and uh, nurture her and encourage her and all these kind of things, but ultimately her fulfillment must come from Christ. I can't be all things to her. You can't be all things to your wife and a wife can't be all things to the husband. You can't be all things to your children. You can have a whole lot of money and, and have no peace. That's why folk with in Hollywood, they've had seven divorces and about to divorce the one they have. You know, you can have all of that, three or four dogs and cats, televisions in every room. And, and I five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and all the gadgets, and all of a sudden you just as mean like a pit bull. That stuff, after, you know, after the euphoria of getting that stuff way off, then here come your old self back up again. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.